welcome to the fifth episode of the third series of Everything Under the Sun, a weekly podcast answering all the most pressing questions children around the world have about life on Earth. Thank you for sending me your wonderful questions this week, which I love listening to. I can't wait to get answering them. Thank you to all of you who've bought a copy of Everything Under the Sun. I hope you're loving reading a question and answer every day of the week. There's one for every day of the year and people tell me that they've been reading their birthdays first or reading one every morning before they go to school. So say there's a question about autumn leaves and they're chatting with their family about leaves and looking at trees while they walk to school. So it turns out it's been quite a fun way of learning about lots of different things in the morning. Better than reading a cereal packet anyway. I hope you've been enjoying it. Just a reminder, I'm doing a talk at the Cheltenham Literary Festival on the 16th of October. So if you live nearby, come along and say hello. It's going to be a chance to record a question for the podcast, which I'm going to answer the following week. So yeah, come and let's meet up in Cheltenham. I also now write a weekly quiz in the Saturday magazine of The Guardian. So if you live in England, go and buy a copy of The Guardian on Saturday, open the magazine, go to the bit where the puzzles are in the crossword, and you'll find the kids' quiz. It's got lots of fun questions, everything under the sun style questions, and you can also send your questions in there, and I'll answer them in the quiz. And you can see if you can beat your grown-ups. You can also find it online. Just ask a grown-up to Google Molly Oldfield Kids Quiz Guardian and you'll see it. And you can do it online, which is quite a fun way of doing the quiz and see how many questions you get right. Now, on with the show. We're starting on a quite serious note this week because I thought mostly we do answer quite fun questions about the world, but I do get sent some very thoughtful questions as well that really do need answering. So this one is an interesting one and it comes from Alice. Over to Alice. Hi, my name is Alice. I'm eight years old and I live in Portugal. And my question is, why do bad things exist? Bye. Thanks, Alice, for that excellent question. It's a really huge question and a very tricky one to answer. We just don't know, really, why things happen at all. But I decided to ask a writer named Laura Dockerell to answer this one for you, as she's recently written a book for children called The Dream House which is about difficult feelings and sad things that can happen in life. So I thought since Laura's explored why bad things exist and happen, I thought she'd be the perfect person to answer your question. So over to Laura. Hi Alice, it's Laura Dockrell here. So I saw your lovely video and your question, why do bad things exist? Well, That is a ginormously overwhelming and daunting, scary question and one that I always ask myself. I truly like to believe that you can't have light without shade and you can't have sunshine without rain. So I reckon the reason why we have bad things is so that the gorgeous, juicy, glorious life stuff can roll on too. And that's how I like to see it. It gives me hope, it gives me comfort, and I hope it does to you as well. What an amazing question. Thank you. 
Thank you, Laura, for your very thoughtful answer. We all wish bad things would never happen, and that only wonderful, beautiful things happen to everyone we love. Mostly good things do happen, though, so please don't worry. The world is a lovely place, and there's so much love and joy in it. And I want you all to be happy and enjoy your life. But it's good to sometimes think about how to help people when bad things do happen, and to sit and be a little philosophical sometimes. So thank you, Laura, for that great answer, and Alice, for your wonderful question. I hope that answers your question, Alice. Our next question is a fun one. It's about super speedy animals, and it comes from Tom. Over to Tom. I am Thomas. I am seven years old. I like fast dinosaurs and animals. My question is, what would happen if a peregrine falcon and cheetah raced? Thanks. Thanks, Tom, for sending in your wonderful question. It's a good one to think about. Imagine a race between a falcon and a cheetah. Well, in the world, the average speed of a cheetah when it's running at its top speed is 33 miles per hour. It's easier for them to change direction when they're running slower, so they don't tend to run at their top speed in the world. But they have been recorded sprinting in the world at 58 miles per hour. As for our second contestant, a peregrine falcon can fly up to 242 miles per hour when it's diving towards the ground. Which is obviously a lot faster than a cheetah. But that's only when it's diving straight down to the ground. So to make it fair, I think they would have to be flying normally in this race. In which case, falcons travel at around 40 to 60 miles per hour. So if a falcon had to fly in a straight line next to a cheetah, it will probably be a tough competition. I think the falcon would just about win. But a really fast and fit cheetah could also be the winner. One of the most reliable cheetah speed records was measured by a conservationist who raised a cheetah from a cub. He decided to measure the speed this little cheetah could run by tying meat onto his car and then driving off. And the cheetah chased at him and he measured the speed and it was 64 miles per hour. I hope that answers your question, Tom, and thank you for sending it in. Did you know a falcon dives so fast that the air moving towards it has the power to explode its lungs? This doesn't happen, though, because falcons have very special cones in their nostrils, which are called baffles. Baffles are such a clever design that humans have noticed them and copied them and used them in their design of jet engines. Falcons also have a ridge over their eyes to keep them shaded, a bit like wearing sunglasses. And they have special bones that hold their eyes in place when they're making sudden, vast moves. Did you know falcons sort of have teeth? Birds generally don't have teeth. Some birds have these tooth-like saw-shaped things called tomia that run along the edges of their bills. This helps them to grip food. Falcons are quite interesting. There's a few other birds that have this too. They have something called a tomial tooth. It isn't like our teeth, but it's as close as birds get. It's a little tooth-like thing that sticks out on the underneath side of their top beak. And they use it to 
kill prey. Which brings me on to our third and fourth questions, which come from Ivy. She wants to know things about teeth. Here's Ivy. Hello Molly, my name is Ivy. I am six years old. I am from Auckland, New Zealand. I like swim, swimming and tennis. My question is, what are teeth made out of and why would the tooth fairy want it? Thank you Ivy for your lovely questions. Well, this week your mummy on Instagram sent me a photograph of your copy of Everything Under the Sun. And she also showed me the page in the book where your questions are. She said you were super happy to see your questions in Everything Under the Sun, the book. So I thought as an extra happy making thing for you, I would put them on the podcast too. So here we go. Here are the two answers to these two questions from Ivy as they appear in the Everything Under the Sun book. Now let me find the page. Oh, here it is. Right, it says, what are teeth made of? Teeth are made of four things. Pulp, dentine, enamel and cementum. Pulp is in the middle, full of nerves and blood vessels. Dentine is hard and yellowish and surrounds the pulp. Enamel is the hardest thing in your body and it protects your teeth. Cementum covers the roots of your teeth under your gums and keeps your teeth in place. As for the second question, why does the tooth fairy want my teeth? Well, maybe the tooth fairy wants your teeth to build a fairy palaces. She might use teeth like we use bricks, but no human on earth really knows as no one has ever seen what the tooth fairy does with our teeth. Or have they? For our competition this week, I have a beautiful copy of Everything Under the Sun, the book to give away. All you have to do is send me a recording of you telling me your name, your age, and what you think the tooth fairy does all the teeth she collects is she up to? If you think you know the tooth fairy's game, just ask a grown-up to borrow their phone and record you telling me your name, your age and what the tooth fairy does with your teeth and you could win a copy of Everything Under the Sun. I'll announce the winner on next week's podcast. Good luck! Dot the podcast and get recording your answer to what the tooth fairy does with all our teeth. I'd love to know the answer. Before I go, did you know the giant armadillo has got loads of teeth? More than any other mammal. And it grows up to 1.2 metres long. I hope that answers your questions, Ivy, and thank you for sending them in and for buying the book. Now, last week you had the chance to win a copy of Everything Under the Sun, a curious question for every day of the year. All you had to do is tell me your favourite sport and why it makes you happy. Our winner this week is Alex. Here is his favourite sport. Over to Alex. Hello, my name is Alex Keeble and I'm six years old. And my favourite sport is sailing. Because um, on a nice windy day, on a sunny day, it's just perfect for me. And I also like sailing because at the end of the day, I like it to jump off the jetty. That's called jetty jumping. 
Congratulations, Alex! A copy of Everything Under the Sun will be popping its way through your letterbox very soon. I hope you love it. I'd really like to go jetty jumping. That sounds like fun. I hope you have a good time sailing and jetty jumping and reading your copy of Everything Under the Sun soon. You could try both at the same time, reading a book on the boat. But don't drop it in the water. Right, that's it for this week. Wishing you all a very lovely week. A huge thank you to Laura Dockerell for talking to us about why bad things exist. Congratulations to Alex for winning a copy of Everything Under the Sun. And a big thank you to Alice, Tom and Ivy for this week's questions. A big thank you to Ash Gardner at House of Strange for the theme song and Audio Networks for all the lovely incidental music we use this week. If you would like to send a question to Everything Under the Sun, borrow an adult smartphone, open the voice recording app, say your name, your age, a bit about yourself, ask me your question and send it to molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. And of course, tell all your friends to listen and your grown-ups to follow Molly Oldfield writes and at Everything Under the Sun pod on Instagram and on Twitter at Molly Oldfield. Have a lovely week. And remember, if you have a copy of the book, do send me a photo of you with the book. Thank you so much for listening and remember to brush your teeth and tell me what the tooth fairy does with the one she collects. Wishing you all a lovely week. Thank you and goodbye. (laughs)